Hi, welcome to Pineapple Rails. I'm your host, Nia. And on this episode of Pineapple Rails, I want to cover a TV show. It's called The Challenge. If you have never heard of The Challenge, it is the only reality TV show I actually watch. It is a competition reality TV show where competitors come and they compete for their chance at a share of a grand prize. Uh, This season, it is called Spies, Lies, and Allies. It is on season 37. It comes on MTV. So if you never heard of it and you want to get into it, I would say give it a try. It's very interesting, intriguing. Um, It's really interesting to me. And I only have a few friends that are actually really into it. But the challenge is actually the world's, America's fifth sport. So I want to get more people into the challenge and... Out of the few friends I have that watch it, one of my friends, Jamila, um, is going talk to talk with me about it. So I'll be doing a little mini side series of the challenge for the season, season 37. And uh, sometimes it'll be an episode at a time or sometimes it might be two episodes at a time. And for this one, we're going to do episode one and two at the same time. So tune in. Hello. What's up? Hey. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jamila. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining me. So we are here to talk about the challenge or MTV, the challenge, season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies. First off, when did you first get into the challenge? It's been a very long time because the challenge used to come on, I believe I was in the third grade and I had a TV in my bedroom and I would pretend to be asleep and I would have my volume on five so I could barely hear it, but my parents couldn't hear it in the other room. So I'm thinking I was like eight or nine when I started sneakily watching the challenge and watching CT act up. Okay, so we're the same age that when we started watching it, because I've been watching it since I think season one or season two, and I went back and watched the old season. Not appropriate for a child, but you know. No, not at all. Like, <laughs> Good I, show, I feel doing something wrong because I had the volume on super low, but I just I couldn't turn my head away. It was like a car accident. I had to watch. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like I, I did watch Real World, and it was I didn't have a problem with Real World. I like I was a road ruler person. Cause I thought road rules were like badass, like Darrell and stuff. And then, you know, seeing like, oh, there's a competition between the two of them. I was like, okay, I can get into this. Cause I'm, I'm not into reality TV, but the challenge is the one reality TV show I'd make an exception for. Yeah. I'm the same way. I really liked uh, road rules. And then when I found out that they were going against the real worlders, I was like, oh, for sure. Road rules is going to win every single time, hands down. And then they started bringing in like kind of the beefier guys onto the real world. And it, it started to be a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I, I'm always going to root for road roller people. Like, cause I know Derek is a OG uh, road roller. And then so is, uh, wait, Derek is road rules, right? Or was he? Yeah. He was road rules. Yeah. I think Derek was road rules. Uh, Darrell is also, um, he was road rules, but it was like the college crawl where they, they just went to college campuses, I believe. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember who was just the the college crawl. I, I people, think that's accurate, but I, I may have to go back and double check. Well, for people who don't know, Road Rules was like 
uh, you were on a like a camper van and you went from location to location on like a road trip, essentially, in a camper with multiple people doing these like daredevil stunts, you know, it included heights and water activities and stuff like that. But, you know, we go from season one to now we're in season 37, one of the longest running reality TV shows on television and one of the best. But um, if you haven't watched the challenge, technically the challenge is called The Fifth Sport in America. And it's a competition show where people come and they compete for large sums of money. And it's not just physical, it's also mental. So you have people of all shapes and sizes and different countries. And I really like that too, because you see this blended people of you may assume someone can't do something and then they pull something out of their hat and they're, you realize they're like a, a low-key badass. For sure. I, I really like the direction that it's been going in lately. Like instead of just constantly recycling the same people that have been on and have done uh, real world since like road rules has been canceled for years and years and years now. So the fact yeah. that the show has been able to continue to not only survive, but thrive and continue to mold over the years has been really amazing. Like the way that they're going into other countries, they're getting people from other shows like survivor and big brother I don't necessarily like the Big Brother cast, but I do find it interesting the way that the challenge is able to harness all of these different characters into one house. And it doesn't matter. They get to, what is the thing from real world when strangers are picked to live in a house and, <laughs> <laughs> and have to coexist? Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing with the challenge, except they're adding alcohol and, and testosterone <laughs> and all sorts of some hormones into the mix. Yeah. And, like, I, at first, I did not like that people were coming on that were not original, you know, role world or, or real world people. And, and so I realized if they don't pull from other shows because they're not pumping out new episodes of those types of seasons, the show's going to die. So it's a way yeah. for the show to survive. So I took it with a grain of salt. And I just kept on watching because I really liked the show. And I, my, my OGs kept coming back. Like, CT is my favorite of all time. CT and Derek and Darrell. Oh, sure. Um, and Landon, if Landon ever wants to come back, um, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> but I understand if he doesn't. Um, but let's uh, start with the season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies. What did you think oh. about the name when you heard it? I don't like it. It doesn't have a ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too, like, Dr. Susie to me. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the name, and I feel like it's too much like the uh, the double agent one that they just had last season. So it's like, for the remainder of the the thirty decades, are we going to continue like this spy theme? And then is the big forty going to be something different? Like, what what are we doing here, TJ? Tell me what what's going on. I I think they have. So what I think is like they have a plan for like a year or a couple years at a time. And, you know, they're like, we're going to keep with this theme. But what I think the producer, the producers and showrunners should do is they need to dive into these YouTubers who dedicate, you know, episodes in their channel to the challenge and look in the comments because the people who love this show that, you know, keep watching and pull their friends and family into it, they will tell you what they feel and what they think. And if you listen to them, you'll probably get a bigger audience because you're feeding into what the fans are wanting. Like, the fans for years, literally now like decades, have been asking for OGs. We like, oh, we want to yeah. show up all OG, um, OGs only. Like that'd be great. And they finally gave it to us last year, and it did great. It did record numbers. It was on the streaming service, just on uh, on Paramount Plus. Paramount, yeah, it was great. Katie, oh, I love you, some Katie. 
Um, I, oh, I that was, it was a trip to see Trichelle, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad for season that they got season two approved. Um, I don't know if Mark's going to be on there. I hope Mark's going to be on there. Um, you know, the Godfather, but it's not. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, he has to be on there. But uh, let's jump into episode one. So let's go with the cast list so people know. So we have veterans, and veterans are anybody anybody that's competed in the challenge before, and they're returning. So after you do one season, you're technically a vet. And then we have rookies who are brand new to the challenge, but they have been on other TV shows, whether it's a physical challenge or it's a mental challenge. So like Big Brother is a mental competition show, but you have Survivor, uh, Big Brother Nigeria, Survivor Romania, Turkey. Then you have these love competition shows, which are interesting like love island in the u.s germany something called paradise hotel sweden which i've i've never heard of until i saw patina there's um, another one where they call it um are you the one where they take personality traits from different people and they use an algorithm to figure out whether or not the people in the house would be a perfect match but you have to go through like the process of flirting with people and figure out who your perfect match is. And if you're wrong, when you pick your perfect match, then you are almost up for elimination or something. I did watch a few seasons of that. Yeah. Are you the one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're they're pulling people from, are you the one too? Because um, Simone, she was from, are you the one? Okay. Cause um, Tori's from, are you the one? Isn't she? Originally? No. I can't remember. I think she is from I think she was Eric H, right? They they met on Are You the One, didn't they? Or was it Love? I think it's Are You the One because Tori was on a love show, Devin was on a love show. Um a a couple of them were. Devin is from a love show. Devin, yeah, Devin and Tori have been on two different shows together before the challenge. Because they have like they had like this rivalry before the challenge and then Tori was like downplaying it saying it was a big deal but Devin was like no this is, is a thing but in real life they're actually friends so you know how that goes yeah Devin's a little dramatic <laughs> I'm here for it it's fine he makes entertaining he makes for entertaining tv I'm down for Tori I like Tori follow her on Instagram I listen to the podcast I love you some Tori and Anissa so <laughs> I'm here for it all but, okay, so the veterans that came back this season, which is a, a small list of veterans. There's more rookies this year. So we have Tori, Nani, Anissa, Ashley, Casey, Amanda, Big T, Nelson, Corey, Josh, Kylie, excuse me, Kyle, not Kylie, Fessy, <laughs> CT, Devin, and Nam. And for the rookies, we have Michaela, who's from Survivor, Michelle from Survivor, Tacha, who's from Big Brother Nigeria, Emmy from Survivor Romania, Berna from Survivor Turkey, Priscilla Priscilla from Love Island US, Tracy from Love Island Germany, Bettina from Paradise Hotel Sweden, Esther from Big Brother Nigeria, Lauren from Love Island US, Corey from Told Dates of Christmas, Jeremiah from Love Island US, Tommy from Survivor, Gabo who's from Warsaw Shore and Celebrity Get Me Out of Here Hungry. Huey from Big Brother UK and Dance with the Stars UK, Emmanuel from Survivor Romania, Logan from Survivor Spain, Kells from Too Hot to Handle UK, and Renan from X on the Beach, Double Dutch Belgium. These show names, man, are tough. <laughs> like, jeez. Okay, so this first challenge, what 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 do you think about it? 
the first one I thought it was interesting. Um, the fact that like they're running and not really having a plan on where they're going or who is going to be their partner or really even knowing what the format of the season is going to be like, it adds an element of surprise. So like, do you want to go with somebody who is bigger, like more muscular and it's going to be the physical aspect for, for your team? Or do you want to go with somebody more like Devin, who is kind of the brains of the operation is going to be scheming and plotting. So I thought that was interesting. Like it's a, a snap decision that you have to make right away. And you could be picking uh, potentially picking the worst partner possible, like depending on what your gameplay is going to be, you know? Yeah. See for me, because um, to me, if you're a new part, if you're a rookie, come on the show, you should do your homework and just watch all the seasons that you haven't been a part of. Right. So, you know, how people play their game, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and if you would even pair well with them in the first place. So for me, out of the list of veterans, I would have went for, for sure CT. And if not CT, either Nelson or Corey actually because I know Nelson and Corey haven't actually won first place in a challenge yet but they're still very good competitors Nelson's good physically and so is Corey and I think I'd be smart enough to do the puzzle side so I'm like yeah if you handle the physical I can handle the rest see okay first off CT like one of the OGs I remember how there was that one year during the Oscars where there was the hashtag I'm rooting for everybody black Every time yeah. I watch the challenge, I'm all I'm rooting for everybody on CT's team, no matter what. Yep. Like if CT isn't on that season, I'm rooting for his last partner. Like yes, <laughs> I'm rooting for CT. I'm not ready for this man to retire. Like that's the road dog. I'm always wanting him to win. Always rooting for him. But Nelson and Corey, like I feel like they back when they first started on the challenge and they were the young bucks with Hunter and they really went in guns blazing. Like they really haven't done much to impress me. So it's just like, I don't know that they're even physical enough to, to be a good physical partner. I think Nelson is, I think the last few seasons, Nelson has shown like when he went against, was it was like Roman Ronan um, and again in the hall brawl, I mm-hmm. feel like he, like he lost. And he said in his confessional, he lost sight of you know the goal in mind he was too caught up in that moment because he could have easily won he could have easily won it was right there but he just overthought it mm-hmm. you know? so and nelson has a lot of moments like that where like he is a lot like right too many there. moments <laughs> yeah but but at least he acknowledges like oh i gotta refocus i gotta do this i gotta do that so i think if they like broaden their uh group you know like they revamp their group but like hey we know we're strong competitors physically we need someone that has their brains to help us. And also they should be practicing like Tori and Anissa, uh, Cam, they all, t- and Ashley, they talk about that they study math and puzzles in the off season to get ready so that when they are on these challenges, they're able to add these triple digit numbers easily or multiply or do a, what do you call them? A, a, a pentagram. Uh, what, oh, what the pentagram. Yeah, pen- yeah, pentagram uh, puzzles, which I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of, that's a little bit hard. Um, so it's like you got to train in the offices and not just physically, but mentally, too, so that when it comes down to you, what you already know is going to happen, you're prepared for it, you know, because you got to get your mind and your body ready. I think, honestly, like Nelson and Corey's biggest issue that they have is the girls in the house. Like if the challenge was only with men, then I think Nelson and Corey would be able to excel. But during the off times, Nelson and Corey are just they're too girl crazy they're too busy trying to flirt and it never ends up really working for them in the game they don't end up winning any numbers they end up putting targets on their back because they're starting a whole lot of drama in the house and they're just they're not able to make smart moves 
like politically because they're they're not thinking with the head on their shoulders no they're thinking with the other head so yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that i just i like i just want them to get that like w so bad because they've been at it for a while now yeah and i wanted Leroy to get it last year uh. last season it really it really hurt my feelings that he didn't win but Leroy's is like such a good sport he's like ah oh, you know what that's okay my girl won that means I won too Nani did a good job he's such a good sport you know you you root for him all the time he's like the underdog that just doesn't get to be in that spot you know well and see Leroy though like I could see myself hanging out with Leroy like he's a good down-to-earth dude that I feel like is not constantly chasing tail Corey and Nelson, on the other hand, I feel like I would always be skeptical of them and be like, you were just constantly trying to get in my pants. Like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going through, like, okay, so, like, going to this cast, Josh. I don't like him. (laughs) I'm not going to say I don't like him. It's just I wish that he would rewatch episodes and sit down and say, okay, this is where I messed up. This is my strong point. These are my weak points. This is what I, should, I need to work on. I'm going to come back next season and do this. Because I feel like the trio, him, uh, Fessy, and Casey. I don't like I none of them. They're not. I don't think they're going to be a trio this season. I see that trio crumbling. Whether it's just like, I think it's going to be like just Casey and Fessy. And Casey and Josh are friendly. But I think Casey and, and, and Fessy are more so like focused on the game. And have more pull than Josh does. I watched a few um, episodes of Big Brother, not the season that any of them were on, but like a couple years back I had watched it because I thought it was going to be like a good way, like a good little substitute for the challenge when it wasn't active. And I hated it. Like the people that they put on that show, the prerequisite is that they have to be like chaos in motion. And that's how I feel about Josh. Like you tell him just like the tiniest little inkling of a plan. And this man just flips out and blows it completely out of control he will lie cheat and steal from his grandmother if he has to and it is so very obvious that he is lying like when he was trying to confront Kells and uh Kells was like bro if I was doing something sneaky and underhanded you of all people would not pick up on it like yeah that was the funniest I was like dang and he was so just like calm I was watching my boyfriend he was like yes I I'm very disappointed Kill space. Well, let's not get too ahead of her episode two. Let's stay on episode one. Okay, so okay, okay. So what I was like, because I wa- I went back and rewatched it. So this first uh, this first challenge that they're doing, this first daily, what episode? What bothered me about it was that there's all these letters and numbers on these on these bricks, right? So if you guys didn't mm-hmm. watch the episode, it's um the veterans are chained to the cinder blocks that are like in a tower, and it's uh looped through all the holes in them, and they're it's locked. And the rookies are coming to pick their partners, and um, they have to unlock the per- uh, break the cinder blocks and carry the safe to get to the next checkpoint, and then put the code in and then run to the finish line. And it's like everybody's just like going crazy, hammering away at these cinder blocks. But it's it's like you would think the veterans would say, "Hey, wait a minute, these letters and numbers mean something." Bro, clearly there's a puzzle on here. Like, let's check out the puzzle first. <laughs> Yeah, and they were staring at it for a long time. So for me, I was like, okay, CT, come on. And Nisa, Devin, you're smart. Like, so for me, CT, I would say CT and Nisa, Ashley, and Devin, for sure, all of those people should have known for a fact that this is going to be some part of the challenge, not just some random letters and numbers. The rookies, I get it. 
But the other ones, I'm like, y'all should have known better. I'm not surprised that Anissa won, Anissa and Logan, because Anissa's very good with puzzles. She she always is able to get them very quickly. And I think Logan is a perfect partner for her right now because Logan's very positive. He can be calm. He knows how to talk to her. Like he said in his confessional, like, you can't yell at her. You got to, like, motivate her and just be there and go at her pace because that's how she works. She kind of breaks down when she gets screamed at. Yeah, Logan definitely did his homework. Yeah, because when he chose her, I was like, he's choosing Anissa? Okay, he wants to stay here for a while. He knows that he can handle it. He's probably watched some of the shows and was like, okay, I think I can handle Anissa. I think I know what I got to do to talk to her or how to work with her well. You know, and then I like that Berna pair with CT because isn't Berna an acrobat? I am not sure what she does. I know that she's one from, um, isn't it like Survivor... um like Scandinavia or something like one of those countries yeah Survivor Turkey yes I I knew that she was not from the U.S. so I wasn't sure like exactly how much she was really going to know about the challenge it was interesting uh when Gabo was saying that like he kind of idolizes the uh reality tv shows that we have over in the U.S. like I didn't realize that that was even a thing in other countries (laughs) That bothered me, actually. It, that really bothered me that he said <laughs> when that. When he said like, he wow. wanted to grow up and be a reality TV star. <laughs> like in, in particular, the American tell he's an American television. It was my dream to be on it. And I was like, wow, okay. That's, it, it's kind of weird. The new, the new American dream. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but if you think about it, look how many reality TV shows that we have. Like, let's, let's not use the challenge as a reality TV show just because, I mean, they're, they're truly competing. That's the reason that they're there. Mm-hmm. But with these other reality TV shows, you're truly quote unquote following their life, whether it's altered or, or real. We really don't have an idea. Weird, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sp- Word, really believe authentic kind of thing. Um, I know the challenge probably is some in some type of aspect is fabricated, but like I know like the true OG real world. Um, I mean challenge. I don't think that's fabricated. I think that's real. I think that is real emotions, real fight. Oh. Yeah, that's like really back happening. when uh, what was her name? Rachel and, and Veronica back in that era of the challenge. Like, there is no way that that they they were doing any sort of uh, editing to make things more sensational. You know, they didn't. I they needed to like because remember they're fighting over like Seiko watches and like um, <laughs> a few hundred dollars at Burger King. <laughs> like they were doing a lot for these prizes back then. Where they had now, like a 26 inch TV. It wasn't even a flat screen. <laughs> yeah. They're competing for, you know, a million. I'll just buy for a million dollars. I'll jump off a cliff for a million dollars. I have no problem doing that. That makes sense. Yeah, that's it's, it's real deal, serious money. business. Yeah, that's real life changing money. But okay, so Anissa and Logan win, which is awesome. And they form what's called the agency. And uh, Ashley and the Ricky Huey, they come in dead last. I think Ashley's being a poor sport at the end. I feel like she should have kept her cool because she's the one who's experienced it before. Huey hasn't. And I feel like Huey, yeah, he was upset, but he didn't give up. He's like, come on, we got this. We're not, I'm not going to, you know, let it go. We're going to run to the finish line. He was very positive where Ashley's kind of like, had a meltdown like Devin's right she's no longer Ashley millionaire Mitchell she's now Ashley meltdown Mitchell unfortunately and I'm just like I wish you could have been a- they won or not you should have thought you know what 
I should be able to do a little bit better because I'm the veteran in this. You know, I should be able to keep like a calmer head. Yeah, I, I've never really felt one way or the other for Ashley. Like I could take or leave her on any of these challenges. But the way that she was acting on that first episode, I was just like, that girl needs to go home. Like I have no interest in watching her sit here and just completely belittle and be a jerk to her partner because she's starting to very much take on um, Camilla vibes. Like when she got drunk that. too. Like when she was getting drunk too, I was like, nah, this is not somebody like I would never want to hang out with her in public. Like, no, this is unacceptable. She's a, she's a good competitor. I think like everybody has their weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Except, for C- except for CT. Um, <laughs> everybody has their weakness. And I feel with Ashley, it's her, it's her emotions. You know, sometimes she can't keep them in check. And she's like, admitted like, yeah, maybe I was a little bit too hot headed, but you know, like it is what it is, whatever. I like that she'll come back and bounce back and, you know, she'll try to do it again. But, um, yeah, I just, I just hope that moving forward that she, you know, is able to not forget that you're here, your chance to win a million dollars. You're not here for Nelson or whomever guy that you're interested in. You know, you're here for a purpose. Don't lose mm-hmm. sight of that purpose. Because, I mean, like Nelson said, you know, like, oh, we're just friends with benefits. We're having fun and, I mean, unfortunately, that's the risk you take when you hook up with your friend and y'all say we're just, you know, chilling, cool vibes. So, I mean, see, that's the unfortunate thing with editing, because it's like, did that conversation actually take place before it happened or did it take place after the fact? You know what I mean? Because, like, I've been in that situation. In in episode one, did she say in the confession, like, oh, you know. We're, we're just, like, messing around and something serious. That's what she said, episode one. Then episode two, she was like, that's my boyfriend. What is she doing talking to my man? And See, I, I thought in episode one, she said that she was, like, kind of starting to catch feelings. And then after they did it, like, it was full-blown. And then Nelson in episode two was like, you never told me that you were catching feelings. Yeah, and, she, and I don't remember what she said when she said what she said when he had said that because she was drunk. So I don't think he... She answered his question directly. Mm-hmm. She was upset, which I get why she was upset. And my thing is like, Nelson, dude, you know her. You know how your friend is. So you should know how she's going to react to something. And y'all should have talked about this beforehand. Like, hey, you know, we're in the house. You do your thing. I do my thing. You know, we're back home. It is what it is, you know, but something beforehand. And yeah, you're right with editing. We don't know for sure. We hear stuff later. We see things on Twitter. Uh, there's the after show. So there's, there's like these like little bits that add up later on, but you don't get the full picture when you're watching that episode, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, so but the, and then that's another reason why I just, I don't like Nelson. I feel like he's kind of a shady dude. Cause it's like, if y'all were really friends, like would you going to bone Corey then you and Corey just going to cuddle up? No, because you're looking at <laughs> Ashley different. Well, yeah, but yeah you're right if we're really friends you treat me the same way you treat the guys you're you are not doing that to the guys so don't be doing it to me yeah but i mean you know ashley's the fun girl ashley's a party girl so he just wanted some more of the party he wanted to take the party home (laughs) um now i want to talk about michaela so we all know that you know when you have a new season the rookies are on the chopping block and my thought always is, rookies, when you come in, just band together, especially if there's more of y'all than there are rookie, um, than there are veterans. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can lose that. What are you scared for? You need to get out these big people. The first people you need to get out is CT because he's not just strong. He's also smart and he's been playing this game for a long time. 
Fessy is really good physically, and you need to get him out. Okay, um, I'm gonna tell you that Fessy ain't good physically. <laughs> Fessy okay, has okay. popcorn muscles. Fessy is trash. I can't. I can't stand Fessy. Fessy is. He's physically. He looks like a threat, right? And okay, you can. Fessy is a peacock. You can say what you say, right? (laughs) Nelson and Fessy in that hall brawl. Yes, Fessy still won in that hall brawl last season. I think that he was playing dirty. That's why he won. Exactly. And like Nelson gave him a run for his money. Nelson is shorter than him and smaller than him and like weight, and gave him a run for his money. But ultimately, we can say we went about Fessy, but somehow he's made it two seasons to the final. So he's doing something correct, whether that's his po- politicking game or what I wouldn't call it politicking game, or it's um, his physicality. It's one to two. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm not a Fessy fan. I was at first. Like, I love that. I love that the, the challenge is becoming more diverse. You know, like it used to be when I would come on, I'm counting the black people, like, okay, there's Leroy for sure. There's mm-hmm. Naya. Uh, no more. Uh, you don't like Naya? I like Naya. She was, it's when people get too crazy and too dramatic, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> okay. So I used to, I used to think like, oh man, why are these people so emotional? Are they that drunk? But when I like started diving more into the challenge and the behind the scenes, they're not allowed to have radios. They're not allowed to have their phones. They can't even have books. They're literally just in that house with those people. And they get one or two 10-minute phone calls for the week. That is a lot. And it's, of course, it's like, you know, they want you to be emotional, to make good TV. They want it to affect your game. You know what I mean? So some of those I take with a grain of salt. And then, you know, we don't see everything. There's some stuff that's edited out for whatever reason. So I'm not going to excuse anybody's actions. But I think Nye was a very good competitor. I think she was a very good competitor. Like her and Leroy did a good job when they were paired up together. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish you would come back on because from this challenge key blog that I follow on Instagram, they were saying that she got called but she she denied the call. Like she's like, oh, I don't want to come back at the moment. That's what I had heard. Um, I, I think she's probably a little embarrassed because I can't remember how many seasons she did, but there was one where she got drunk and she hit Avery in the back of the head in the bathroom. Like you just sucker punched a girl. Like, come on, the, man. But was, wasn't she Asian? That girl's Asian. It was an Asian girl, wasn't it? Uh, Avery, she's like half eight. Okay, so you remember? Oh. Uh, yeah, and that she dated. What was that guy's name? Johnny. Johnny. She dated Johnny. Yeah. That that I don't think that was a challenge. I think that was their real world season. They fought, and they I thought they the also challenge. fought. They also fought in the challenge house. So yeah. it's like so she she got this um this not perspective but uh, like persona of just like being this big bad guy to Avery, and it's like that girl is like a foot shorter than you. Step off of her, like. <laughs> She just, I just think she's like a don't mess with me kind of person. Because I think, I think what it was like that she finally had to be, I don't know if she got like banned, but I think it was like a temporary, like, hey, you got to take a break was that whole thing. Yeah. Jordan, that whole ordeal. But her and Jordan are cool. They hang out. They like, I see them on Instagram posting each other or hanging out with each other. So, I mean, they've made up and there's no issue. So, I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe she'll come back on when Jordan comes back on. I don't know. That'd be interesting, interesting to have them back on this season. But for Jordan to come back, he said he won't come back unless Tori's not on the season. So she's she's doing her Cara Maria run right now where she's going to be on for a couple of seasons straight. I don't see Tori leaving for a while. And- yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's. Yeah. 
Um, and I just, I don't, I don't see Jordan coming back because the whole Tory situation, it's awkward. It's very awkward, but I can see MTV lying to them saying, no, 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 they're not coming. And then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell did y'all just do to me? I don't I want honestly this. Think, I honestly think that Jordan would be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go back home. So for the listeners who don't actually watch the challenge, so Jordan and Tori met on the challenge. She was dating somebody else and then ended up cheating on that boyfriend with Jordan, right? And then her and Jordan started living together. And then Jordan proposed to her on another season of the challenge. And they Lord were doing and then they were doing great during War of the Worlds. And then a little bit after, they were still doing great. And then Tori came on the challenge without Jordan and then cheated on the man on national TV. Like, made him uh, a cup to the Tori entire said, world. Tori said she didn't cheat on Jordan. So I'm going to go with Tori said. Tori said she didn't do that. So she she may have said she didn't cheat on Jordan, but they did not send everybody a memo that they were on a break. I didn't know. So I had to watch her cheat on the man. Like, I felt very uncomfortable about the situation. I don't, so because of that situation, I don't like Tori. I don't like Fessy. I'm Team Jordan. And for also, for the fans, for the fans who don't know the challenge, Jordan has one hand. He he only has like two fingers on one of his hands because that's how he was born. And he's still a badass. So, like, that's, I think he's he's doing stunt work now because he was doing some, um, promo for some energy drink but i think he's doing actual stunt work now which i'm which i think like a lot of people from the challenge should be doing that because this oh, makes sense sure. yeah this makes it just makes a lot of sense like go ahead and be a stunt person here i do like these daredevil stunts you might as well go ahead and get some big money for it but so okay, jordan like, might have kind of like an arrogant personality or whatever but he's like he's one of the dogs that i'm like i'm rooting for him every time i see him so tori did jordan wrong i'm not rooting for tori i can't I don't care that people may think that Jordan has an arrogant attitude because Jordan's a good competitor. I don't I don't yeah. care. He can back up his talk. Was it the one time he talked mess and he got his ass handed to was with um Johnny and it was because like literally his hand slipped and that was it. And it's like, ah, oh, that sucks, but you know, whatever, come back again and beat some beat some ass. But um going back to this first episode, so you know, they're picking other rookies and they pick Michaela. Because of this note that Emmy, which I, I did not like that Emmy was like sneakily going around and telling the vets like, oh, hey, I saw this thing. I was like, dang, Emmy, what happened to rookies staying together? Yeah. She just completely abandoned that, which is not smart because now this big group of people that you had, these numbers you had, now they're dwindled because you're trying to rely. Well, so it's now it's like the rookies cannot trust her. Because she went and, and ran and told the vets, like, oh, these rookies are playing plotting against you. And now the vets can't trust her because she was able to to flip so quickly on her team. So it's well, it's not technically a team, but it's like an unspoken alliance that that the rookies had had. She immediately, like, in the first flipping episode, dropped them like a hot potato. Yeah, it, that bothered me. And I think she's, like, the youngest out of the whole group. But it really bothered me that she did that. And then... Like, as I like Anissa, I don't think that she should have went through Michaela's stuff looking for this note. You know, yeah. that's not cool because someone went through her stuff. She'd be upset. And I didn't listen to uh, the newest epi- the episode that Tori and Anissa did of the episode one of this new season. She, she was wrong because Anissa's really big. She shouldn't get that like, that was my bad. But um, it was kind of like weird. I was like, well, Anissa, like, this isn't. This isn't like you, girl. What's going on? But yeah, Michaela it's an invasion of privacy. Cut that out. Yeah, Michaela, I'm like, I didn't write a letter. I know, like, that's not what I did. I'm like, Michaela, girl, you you got to be careful. Like, keep it in your head. 
you know yeah that's what she meant she didn't do that I don't think she would have actually she still would have been on the radar because she came in pretty high on the list when she when she came in uh, when she placed for that first episode yeah her her, her partner was named Renan yeah 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 um they should have been careful but I I just I kind of wish that she had a a bigger like kind of boss bitch attitude about it because the last time in the challenge that somebody had a notepad was Laurel and People were afraid of that notepad. So Michaela could have really owned it and been like, yeah, I got a list. What? Your name's on it. Your name's on it. Come see me. She she could have done it, but she didn't pull like the OG Laurel move. And it's like, if you're going to have some shady stuff around, like you got to be ready to pull the trigger on it. And she was not ready. Well, maybe she saw, I don't remember the season, but remember she saw that season with Corey when he like called out all the OGs, like I'm coming for y'all. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool. We're going to break up your little young bucks thing you nelson and uh what's his name hunter we're breaking yeah. up we're gonna make y'all go against each other now what because that was hard yeah. to see and hunter had to send his friends home like yeah know, young bucks clearly hunter is the best one and he hasn't been on for a while but hunter could kick some serious ass you know people might talk shit about hunter but hunter is really good physically i mean really yeah. good physically you know because Corey's not a small guy Corey's not small whatsoever <laughs> and he handled Corey pretty easily yeah so unfortunately because I, I like Corey. Corey's like comedic relief you know? <laughs> he really is. i don't know if he's supposed to be there <laughs> i mean he's missing because I, I don't watch teen mom but i see the commercial and i'm like oh watch it I'm like you don't want to watch teen mom you just want to see Corey. And yeah Diane. no I miss Cheyenne. Yeah, she's cool. Corey, Corey is not funny, but Corey is a joke. <laughs> I like Corey. I like Corey. You, you can't find a season of the challenge that doesn't have at least four girls that Corey's hooked up with. Corey is a joke. <laughs> well, what was what was the season that was it the bunker season where Corey like hooked up with like was like five, four or five of the girls? Like Corey. I thought it was eight. Like there was a lot because there was oh man. There was Anissa and Cheyenne was on that season. And then he was hooking up with this new girl, um, like Angela or something. And then uh, he hooked up with Camilla. There was somebody else. Like, damn near every girl on the season. (laughs) Well, I think because, like, Anissa was talking about it. And, yeah, because it was a bunker season. Because there was, like, this footage that they showed later of Anissa and Corey in, in, in the house. And Issa was like, yeah, me and Corey have hooked up before. Just no one knew it because it didn't air anything. Like They cut out a lot of stuff because of time. But they mm-hmm. cut out a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? But I think it was like Corey messed with people in the past. And he came into a house where it was like, okay, I've been involved with a lot of people here. Yeah. I got to like watch what I do and how I move. But um, I guess this elimination challenge for episode one. So it was Corey L and Michelle versus Michaela and Renan. And mm-hmm. I don't like that they they put all of them together. Like, they tied them all together. So the mm-hmm. elimination challenge was all four of these people are tied together and working in teams of two, a man and a woman. And they're supposed to off the ramp and whoever gets that wins. And I feel like Corey L. was the one who was pulling everybody. I'm not saying yeah. Michelle is weak, but it's just like, he didn't need her. So... I feel like if they made it man against man, woman against woman, that would have made more sense to me because I wanted to see what Michaela actually had. Renan, no offense to him. I don't think he's going to win against Corey. No. And uh, Michelle had actually already said that Michaela was physically a lot stronger than her. So had she not been partnered up with Corey L, like 
it it would have come down to a tiebreaker. And if the tiebreaker had been like a coin toss or something like that, very easily could have been Corey L and Michelle going home. True. Like if the women had ended up going up against each other, because Michelle just she said it herself, like she was not as uh, as physically fit as Michaela. Yeah, I guess like we didn't get to really see much from Michaela, and I think she'll come back on another season or so because I think she was supposed to be on the season last year. And for some reason, she wasn't able to be on there. I think like I, I, I'm into a lot of these like challenge forums, yeah. but I just didn't, I just didn't like it. And sometimes I feel like they alter things depending on who comes in what place. Like I feel like they were gonna purge the last couple this season, but because it was Ashley, they decided not to. Because look what happened with her last season. She went home first. At the first episode, she went home and she was like boohoo pouty about it. Maybe she said like, if I go home first this season. I'm not coming back. So we know for sure she's going to be there for a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're playing this the storyline of the Nelson and Ashley thing. So we're probably going to have her for a little while. Um, but like rolling into episode two, um, which is called... Uh, this okay, one. wait. So at the very end of the first episode, let's talk about this. Because I wanted to see Nam. I... I want oh, Nam yeah, to do well. Nom. I want Nam to do well so badly. And at the end of that first episode, they said, unfortunately, Nam is going to have to go home. Stop it, Nam. You listen to this pot. Stop it. Stay on the show. Show us what you got. So mad okay. at him. I, I want to root for him. I want him to be the new CT because the times that he has camera time, he is funny. Even though like he has a very thick accent and it's, it's a little English is clearly not that man's first language, but he is still smart. He's funny. He's strong. He's a full specimen. Stay on the damn mm-hmm. show. And quit being made out of paper. I okay. So I think why he had to go home was because. Well, I okay. So what I read in the forums is that he caught COVID. And that's why he had to go home. And so they already had Ed there as a replacement. So they send the. I think how they work. It works is they said they get the replacements and send them there first to make sure that they're there for quarantine and they can make it. And then they bring in the the cast that what they already booked in. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, person is a replacement. You can come on the show now. So maybe Ed was supposed to be coming on that early, and he did. Um, but Nam, that last season, yeah, I think that that injury he had to his like, arm or his back. It was his back. It was his That's back. That's why he had to go home. But, yeah, I didn't like how we didn't get to see Nam leave. He didn't say anything. It was just like no confessional, no goodbye, just no more Nam. And- I just, I am, I'm emotionally invested in Nam's success. I need Nam to, like, come out here and really be the the top dog in this game that I know that he can be. He definitely can. I just think he's having a good string of back luck. Like, okay, I know we keep saying CT's name, but let's remember when CT started, he wasn't this, like, winning everything kind of person. He got sent home for fighting. He got sent home because of um, – he he didn't, like – he didn't win a competition. He lost against Brad with something on a technicality, which sucked, but – Yeah, it was one of those ones where um, – CT was on one side of a pole and Brad was on the other side of a pole and they each yeah. had a flag down at the bottom and they were supposed to unhook the flag from the ground. The problem was CT got to his flag, but instead of unhooking it, he ripped the flag he off the carabiner it. and he got disqualified for it. And CT went into just a complete rage. That being said, we're going to keep saying CT's name because if he's listening to the podcast, I will make babies with him. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't care. I'm, I have a boyfriend. What? Like, I love that man. I have grown up with him. I have watched him mature. I've watched him fight and just become a better version of himself. Like, CT is what the challenge is. Because 
if you watch his first season of the challenge and then watch him now, that man is a completely different person. And it has been a very challenging road for him to get there and to get on this win streak that he's hitting. And I love watching it. Yeah, he's grown. He's grown so much. I and he's 41. He just turned 41. So I love that age and but a number. And I, I like last season when they're when Fessy, let me say they Fessy was like, Oh, you know, you're an old man. And CT was like, What does that even mean? Like I might be old, but I can kick your ass. I'm like, oh, CT, let him know. Wow, it's old. CT out here aging like wine. Oh, boy, I tell you. <laughs> I tell you. Oh, CT and Derek. Those are like my – CT and Derek and Darrell. Those are my, my three. They're all – well, Derek's in his, like, late 30s, but they're all just, you know. Aging like fine wine, and I'm here all, for it. They're all still in shape. They all still look good. They're all still, like, active, which I love it so much. You know, but uh, anyway, <laughs> back to <episode. laughs> Let's go that love train. Okay, so yes, yeah, so they brought they brought in Ed from the TV show The Circle U.S., which I didn't watch The Circle. I don't watch these love shows, but yeah, just like him coming in, he just he came in so happy and like just bouncing with energy, and then he said and that like Southern draw, like oh, I have an Ivy League background and engineering. I said, okay, so we're smart and we're we're strong. I like it. I like and he's got a good smile. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that I was going to like Ed. And then when I got to watch Ed compete, I was like, all right. So if CT decides to bow out, Ed has to be his replacement. Like, since Nam is dropping the ball. You never know. COVID. Because Nam might come back and, you know, he could kick, it, just kick some ass. You never know. Yeah. We'll see. But, okay. So we have we have Ed as a replacement. They have a new team. Uh, it's Michelle and Emmanuel. No, not Michelle and Emmanuel. Um, who's the new team? It's Ed and Emmy, right? Yeah, Ed and Emmy. And Corey, L and Tori. And there was one more new team, wasn't there? Am I missing something? No. Who did Michelle end up going with? Because her and Corey L split up. So was it Michelle and Devin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Michelle said so. that there was only one person like pointing at themselves. And then Devin's partner was that Tori girl, right? And then Tori ended up with Kells because, oh, no, her name isn't Tori. What is her name? She's one of the foreign ones. I don't know. These rookies, they haven't, they haven't shown me nothing to know their names yet, except for, right. except for a couple of them. Like Coriel, I know Coriel because he came at the gate very strong. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Verna's going to be because Berna, yeah. to me, I feel like is like the new D. You know what I mean? Like she's gonna come in here and very and very well dominate physically, and people are, are not going to really be looking out for it until she slaps in their face of like, "I'm here to compete. I'm here to get money." Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what the uh, the gang from Nigeria is gonna do because there there was originally three or four Nigerians, and technically, isn't Big T Nigerian? Like she was born in Nigeria, but then she was adopted by a family in uh, like the UK. I believe so. I, be- I believe so. Because she's so about technically, it so technically, if Big T wanted to, there there are several groups that she she's a very great political character because she could either play with the rookies because she's never really fit in with the vets. She can play with the vets because she has been on for several seasons and she was CT's partner during one of those seasons. So it's like she has earned her right to be in the veteran circle. And if the uh, the rookie teams decide that they want to break up into their own alliances, she could intercept the uh, the Nigerian alliance and be like, hey guys, we're all black, like let's do this. <laughs> let's oh, run this show. 
I think the rookies would take B- Big T just because Big T knows how to, you know, talk to people. So it's like, yeah, I've been here before, but I still that rookie feel. I came in the house with you. I didn't come up with the Americans. I came, me and Kyle came up with y'all. You know, we're the only two quote unquote vets that came with the rookies. So yeah. They got a little bit of an advantage with that. We know how Kyle plays. He goes back and forth, but Big T, she's very smart and calculated by how she moves and she doesn't like mm-hmm. to double cross people. So she's, she's really good at her political game. Physicality, her strongest point is swimming and we know heights is not her strong point. Yeah. But I like that she'll still try, you know, it's not the arm yeah, trying. Yeah. Now, at least she's, she still tries to, to pull through. But, I honestly think Kyle and Big T have a very similar uh, game strategy of trying to be friends with everybody in the house and just like kind of making secretive deals and kind of plotting against people. But Kyle is not as stealthy about it as Big T is. Kyle's not stealthy at all, and Kyle is a sink. So Kyle, but oh yeah, I'm. I'll vote the way you want. Oh, I vote the way you want. It's like Kyle, you can't make. He he's like following like the West thing of making all these promises. But the thing is like, I just Kyle's not. A, it's not a smart move. Yeah. But at least Kyle, like when in eliminations, Kyle has this like other person that comes out. Yeah. And he's very strong. Like when him and Theo and War of the Worlds, when they want to get each other in that hall brawl. He gave Theo a run for his money. He really gave Theo a run for his money. Yeah. Theo thought, oh, this is going to be very easy. It's like, Theo, y'all are about the same height and build. Like, it, he's not a small guy. This is going to be a little bit of some work for you. You know what I mean? So, like, let's not. Yeah, like, it's, it's always interesting to, to see when Kyle stops being goofy and actually, uh, like, puts in work. Like, I think if Kyle was hanging out with the OGs, he would love the house because he likes that party atmosphere. And then the challenge is, like, to be cool with that, too. But I feel like Kyle's more so, like, I want to have a good time, but I also want to make some money. But I want to, I really want to have a good time, you know? What yeah. I mean? So, yeah, he, he plays, he plays, he plays his game how he plays his game. But, okay, so I want to talk about, too, about this Ashley and Nelson thing that rolled over into episode two, which mm-hmm. I felt like exploded for no reason. So, well, not for no reason. I think Ashley and Nelson are both right and both wrong at the same time. So I feel like Nelson knows his friend. He should have had a conversation with her. If he didn't, it's like, hey, let's be careful of how we move in this house. You know, then they were still friends. And if mm-hmm. I'm with somebody, that's not a big deal. If you're with somebody, it's not a big deal. And, you know, he did lump Berna into that when he, you know, started talking to her because he's throwing off her game. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't like how Ashley approached Berna. Berna was like, okay, like I'll leave. And she's still young or her and Berna's like, I don't want any problems. I'm walking away. Like and it just it just irritated me with Ashley. I'm like, Ashley, come on, I know you've been drinking, but this is kind of ridiculous, you know. That's and exactly Nelson- why I see Ashley is about to be the next Camilla, because that's a big thing that we saw with her, like blaming everything on alcohol and just losing her mind and just acting a damn fool and yelling at everyone and saying things that she was definitely going to regret the next day. Me, perhaps are they friends? Yeah, they're friends. Ashley and Camilla, I don't know that for sure. I believe they are because they were in a season together, and I think Camilla was acting out. And Ashley's like, "Oh, she's worse than me." Also, alcohol. I believe. Yeah. Well, well, now Ashley is she is taking that um, that throne from Camilla as a the crazy drunk girl in the house, and like it's just it's embarrassing. Like when she sobers up and she sees these episodes, like how is she going to be thinking when she's sitting at home? Like, and when her family is watching that, like, Ashley, why did you yell at that girl like that? Like, you know, I, I think, I think 
now, especially like these vets, their family and friends are used to what they see now. Nothing's like really shocking anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, and after a while, I think being in front of the camera so much, yes, like that's your true self, you know, because your first yeah. year too, I get it. But after a while, I think it's your true self. Um, and then Tori and Kells, a little bit of a showman's going on. I don't, I don't know if it's going to last outside the show. Because, like, in their confessionals, Kells is like, you know, we'll see what happens. And Tori was like, I'm here for money. I'm here for this. I, <laughs> here for I think money. Tori is just boy crazy. She just she just wants some attention. She was in a relationship for, like, what, three or four years with Jordan. And so now she's just, she's having her wild and out phase. I think that we're going to see at least one more showmance with Tori. And if the other showmance goes home too early, I we may get another two more showmances. I mean... Maybe Tori's living her <laughs> best life. There'd be no Tori slander um here. I'm not for it. I'm I team mean, Tori. I'm only throwing shade because I'm Team Jordan. I get it, but you can't you can't come for my girl like that. <laughs> Leave her alone. She she's young. She's single. She's doing her thing. Like you know, she can she can navigate how she wants. I'm gonna let that be. Um. But yeah, let's get into this cha- this daily challenge, which is called Heli Heist, which I thought that day was pretty cool. Um, the challenge itself, eh, debatable. So it's two teams that go at a time, and they're going to be playing this game. One part will be in a helicopter hovering over where the gems are located, and then the other person will be positioned in a um, Range Rover through their sunroof. And the person in the helicopter will be throwing these bags of gems to the person in the sunroof. And at the end, the Range Rover will come to a complete stop. They'll hop out of the car and they'll race to the finish line as fast as they can. And the team that recovers the most gems the fastest will win the day's challenge and will be the only team that will form the agency. So the first few runs, well, first run or two was pretty, was like interesting. And they did this whole like montage, which I didn't like it because I know when they do a montage, I know for a fact nobody in this montage is going to win. Nobody. Oh. <laughs> That's always how these montages work. Try to know. skip through it. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Because at first, so I actually wrote down how much people got, you know, because the first scene was a Corey, L and Tori and um, Jeremiah and Tasha. And Jeremiah, when he said in his confessional, oh, he's not going to beat me in the run. <laughs> and he took off at the car running like a track star. I was like, oh, damn, he's fast. But yeah. even then, yes, he won. He he beat him uh, on foot, but he only had eighteen compared to Corey's nineteen. And then, what was it? I think the person who had like we thought had the highest was Casey and Manuel. And then um, Fessy and Esther that went last. Which when they went last, I didn't see their number at the bottom. So I'm like, if I saw everybody else's number except for Fessy and Esther. I'm you know they didn't like. one. So my editing team, I need you to like, you know, give me some more suspense. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Fessy won. I know you don't like Fessy, but you know the fact that he is a Middle Eastern man and he um, is doing this competition during Ramadan, and he was able to eat and drink before sundown, and he was able to be able to compete physically. That was great. You know, so dislike him or like him. You got to give props to Fessy for winning this challenge with Esther because they did a good job. They're a good team. You know, she's able to keep up with him physically, which is great. But, you know, for me in this episode, it's like messy Fessy officially returned. Oh, so Lord. Can we, can we talk about 
how he finessed Josh into saying Kel's name. Let's okay, but can we talk? Him. Can we talk about how it's not hard to finesse Josh? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. Like, so not only Josh, like he just it. I just I can't with Josh. I just can't. <laughs> Josh makes me brain hurt. Like whenever he speaks, too, just something about the sound of his voice, like. When he talked, he talked like this. And it's very clear that you're not just a whole lot of lights on upstairs. I just, I don't like nothing about that man. And then it's not only the fact that he, that he, hater. I don't, I don't like nobody in the Big Brother Alliance, man. I don't like these people. I like how I like Casey's physicality, but I don't. I didn't like how she treat. She was a Bailey, and I didn't like that whole thing with Nani and her girlfriend kind of thing that was kind of yeah. not cool to me but that's their personal life so whatever but competition strictly Casey's very good Casey's really good and she's good at staying under the radar when she needs to yeah of the big brother alliance like the ones that I like the best would be Casey and uh Amber B because like they're not into all of the drama and stuff and like Kels said at the elimination table like I'm not making deals and stuff just tell everybody in the room that you're shook and then it'll make more sense why you're trying to nominate me because that's all it is. You're shook. Like, just call it like it is. Nobody's going to be like, oh, no, Josh can't want to nominate him because he doesn't want to go against him. Yes, that's a great reason. That is a perfectly logical explanation instead of coming up with nonsense and being like he's making deals under the table with people that I'm not going to name. And then Kel starts asking everybody around the room, have I made a deal with you? Have I made a deal with you? Have I-? And everyone says no because now you look like a clown, Josh. Did you see? I wish like they would have like, zoomed in on CT's face. CT was like, "Oh shit!" Kels was like, "Okay, so did I make a deal with you?" Oh, I didn't. And I was like, "Dang, okay, Kels, I like the energy. I really like the energy. It's it's giving me don't fuck with me vibes, you know." Yes, I I was very much Team Kels going into elimination until we got to the elimination. Wait, don't talk about the elimination yet because I want to like go back a little bit. So when they're in the challenge, you know, clubhouse, because for y'all that are watching. Um, they can't because of quarantine. They can't actually go out to the club, so they they built MTV built them their own club near the house they can go to and lost some steam. And this is when Fessy approaches Kells and try to make a and tries to make a deal. And Kells is like, "Why would I make a deal with you? Or you make a deal with me right now? Clearly, it's not. You know, it's too early in the game. It's too. Yeah. it's the second challenge. Like it's the second uh, daily challenge. It's too early in this game to be making deals. There's still what forty people in the house. There's too many folks. It's too early. Yeah, like you do you, I'll do me. We'll see what happens and call it a day. But you know, Fessy's like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. It's like Fessy, you have a bad lying face. You know what I mean? Like, like, like he looks like, like a little kid who got caught, yeah. and then goes to Josh and was like, you know what? I want him out of here. Josh's like, okay, okay, bet. And they agreed on that. And then why? Where did like, he go, George? Where did he go? I'll get him out the house. <laughs> but what I didn't like is that Bessie had the audacity, the audacity, to want to put Amber B in due to him swabbing her out at the last elimination um, in the previous season for Casey and all the trash talk that he had about her in the confessional. And my thing is like, okay, all that that you did. Oh, I don't want. I want someone I know I can win within the final. Blah 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 blah. And then you push Casey way too hard. Over, y'all are running over rocks. You should know that you need to be careful. Yeah, be fast, be careful. And directly because you pushed your partner too fast, too hard, she got injured. 
and you know what? Being the beast that Casey is physically, she said, man, you know what? I'm still going. Let's go. I'm wrapped up. I'm still in this thing. And they got to that eating portion. Fessy was like, I'm not going to do it. She, we, we're going to de- get DQ'd because she said, they're like, look, until TJ blows that horn, you better keep on going. Casey was crying and eating. And that, it hurt my heart. I was like, I, I respected Casey so much more when she had her bum ankle and she was still trying to compete and finish the challenge. And Fessy was just sitting there like, I'm just, I'm out. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to carry her across the finish line. It's for a million dollars. I'll carry you. You let's go. Let's do that's this. Why, that's just to me. I thought about CT. Like I know he was talking about CT's age, and I'm like, you know what? But for him, a quote unquote old motherfucker, that old motherfucker still beat your ass multiple times. Like I, I really, really wish they had an elimination against each other because I would just love for CT to physically flip Fessy on his ass and be like, now who's old motherfucker? Just like, like step over him. Like yeah. Don't forget oh, who no. Johnny Banana's backpack. Okay? I was about I to know. say that. The the infamous scene where CT wasn't even on the cutthroat season. They just nope. needed mercenary. a mercenary. They mercenary. needed a mercenary to come in and take out certain people. So CT ended up going up against Tyler and Johnny Bananas. And so in the competition, the, the people are back-to-back. So uh, Johnny Bananas and CT are, are sitting on the ground back-to-back, and they each have to try to get up and get to a trash can and tip over their trash can. So CT and Johnny Bananas are kind of scrambling and then CT gets onto his uh, his knees and his hands and then stands up and then Terminator walks with a Johnny back Johnny Bananas backpack on his back and then knocks over his trash can using Johnny Bananas as a backpack. Legendary. I was wilding out in my room. I think it was in fourth or fifth grade watching this. And I was like, it was lit. I, I'm getting chills remembering watching this. <laughs> it my dad being like, go on, to bed. On you, clearly we're like CT stands, not fans, we're stands. We love the CT. Um, but there's like all these clips of just like CT elimination wins. And my brother who knows of the show, no, he didn't know of the show. He knew of Real World and Road Rules. And I let him watch. He said, oh shit, this dude badass as hell. He's like, I, I want to watch this. I'm like, isn't he just amazing? Like just you throw anything at him. You throw him, okay, here's a uh, sheep's brain, a uh, goat's tongue, and a and a, a pitcher of blood. Eat it. He's like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mm, y'all have some more. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, there are people that are made for challenges, and he's clearly the one that's made for these challenges. You know what I mean? But yeah, okay. for sure. And Fessy is not. No, because, and he did say that to Fessy last season. He was like, you know, you got to be able, you had to be good at everything. You can't just be good physically. You got to work on puzzles. So the first final that Fessy went to, and what was that called? The, the bunker one? He, yeah, he got to the final, but just Total Madness. Total that was the name of the season. Madness. And Anissa kept, Anissa kept telling him because he kept on talking shit to her. And he, she was like, listen, you can make it to a final. But you don't know what it's like until you're actually in it. It's just, it's not just physicality. It's your physical. It's your mental. How do you work under pressure? Can you swim? Can You can swim, but can you swim five miles after you just ran two? Like, can you really do this? It tests everything in you. When you're done with the final, you should not be on your feet. You should be falling on the floor to your knees out of exhaustion. Especially yeah. if it like one day final or is it a three-day final are you camping in the wilderness or do you get a cabin you know like you never know until you're See, hit 
that's why I don't like Fessy because it's like he always has all these excuses as to why he doesn't win. And it's like, bro, you're just not good enough. Like, that's it, just the fact of the matter. Like, some people are good at running. Some people are, are good at team sports. Some people are good at individual things. Some people are good at all of those things. And you, sir, are not. You're only good at doing your hair in that little swoopy doo thing and convincing Josh to do your dirty work. I don't know what that Johnny Bravo haircut is that he has. I don't like, I just don't like nothing about Fessy. Oh my God, it is like Johnny Bravo. It's a little Johnny Bravo <laughs> swoop deal he's got going on the top. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Okay, it's like when Fessy came on, again, I was like so happy for the, you know, all-inclusive representation. I was excited, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay, you're kind of cocky. And then he was kind of backing it up, but then kind of not. And then like, the Big Brother players, they all have great political games. But when it comes to physicality, to me, so far with Big Brother, only the girls are, de- are, are delivering. The boys aren't. Yeah. You know, Josh, his first season, he went home early. Fez- okay, yeah. wait. Let's let's continue to throw some shade at Josh for just a second. This dude, this dude is like 6'6 and weighs like, what, 250, 265 and is weak as hell. What are you doing, Josh? He is uncoordinated. He, like, I just... He can't solve a puzzle to save his life. Like he is just literally there to take up space. That man is furniture. But that, but like the Big Brother Alliance, they they stay long because they're they're banding together. They're playing not smart. But like, okay, actually, none of the Big Brother people, even Amber, none of them are good at puzzles, and none of them are good at math. None of them, not even basic math. Like no shade against them, but they're not there. Any, at least Amber has an excuse. So when we're watching that final last season, she said that she has dyslexia. Like she said on the the after show, and that's why it was hard for her. I wish she would have known that in the season when it was happening to be like, oh, wow, this is, it must be really hard for her to be this good physically and this little thing to tripping you up. So Fessy talking crap about her in the cave, like, come on, where's my partner? Dude, if you were in her shoes, you definitely would. He wouldn't have been better because Fessy's not good at math either. When they had the... Um, bunker one, and he was going against Johnny. He was st- him and Corey were stuck at the bottom because they couldn't figure out this freaking math problem. They're both bad at math, you know. Yeah. So the only person to me, the, the people in the Big Brother Alliance so far, like not the newbies, the ones from last season, Casey and Amber. And Amber is better at Casey with that uh, running wise. Like Amber's very fast. She's really good with that. She has good breathing techniques and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder how long she'll last this season. I don't know if the, it'll be that long just because, you know, people know she won last year and they know that she's a good runner. They, they might try to get her out quick. But Amber Amber B is going to be another one like um, Big T that she she has the ability to play several different alliances because she is still going to be looked down on by the vets as not like a true vet because she's only been on one season. And then she's going to be looked down on on the rest of the Big Brother Alliance because, like, she really doesn't fit in with them. Casey even said so, like, Amber B is at the bottom of their food chain. So if Big Brother decides to have, like, a secondary alliance within the Veterans Alliance, like, Amber is at, she's at the short end there. So, like, she has different... Which is so stupid because clearly she, she has proven, hey, I'm a good competitor. You know what I mean? Like, you should want me on your team. Like, see, it, like, CT's looking at her like, Amber, the first chance I get to come get your ass, I'm getting you because you're good. And I, I know it's proven. You well, we've seen I mean? time and time again that it doesn't matter if you're a good competitor or not. It just, it matters your social game. And so if, if Bessie wants her out and he can send big old dopey Josh after her, then why not get the rest of the house to rally up against her and get her out? 
I think, okay, this is my prediction from like watching the super trailer and then what just happened in the second episode. I think Bessie and Josh are going to have a falling out. So in the super trailer, they actually were in an argument where um, security had to break them. Like they got, it got physical, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's, it's about. It's about something stupid or about like the whole partner thing. But the fact that Josh is part of Amber and he's like, I want her out. Josh is like, come on, dude, no. If your friend just said, hey, I'll give you the guy you want. I'll make that happen. Leave the girl alone. Why not just talk to Amber? Be like, hey, how about we try this? I you know I'm sorry for what I did last season. You don't come for me. I won't come for you. We'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? And I think Amber would have been like, okay, cool. We'll see. You know what I mean? I don't think she has a vendetta against him, but she's watching Fessy. And the yeah. first chance she gets to be like, oh, you know what? He's doing some sneaky shit. Now I'm going to turn on him. So it might be where Amber, B, and Josh flip on Fessy and then... um Casey's like stuck in the middle like oh you know Fessy's my friend and Josh is my friend and I don't know what to do and it's just like don't get in the middle of it just like let them be let them be boys and do what boys do they'll fight it out or hug it out whatever but mm-hmm. you know let that go I, I think like I think Casey's downfall and the challenge is Fessy like they're like oh let's run this yeah. challenge together if Kate what they should have did was like okay I know Leroy and Cam are dating so it makes sense of, yeah, let's not partner together ever because we have a 50-50 chance of getting something. We have better opportunities if we split up. Casey and uh, Fessy should have said, hey, it doesn't matter who's paired with who because as long as we get in the top two, we can just share the money and call it a day. Like back in the day, that's what they would do. They would talk to each other and they would say, hey, if you if I let you win this or if I don't win, let's all disagree that we'll give each other like, 10 grand 20 grand or whatever it is and they would actually follow through with it it makes more sense if you work in teams and have numbers because you may you win a million dollars but you come back like what we've asked you keep coming back and now you're being gunned at because people know like you already won we don't need to win again we want you out and i just don't know that this generation of the challenge like that is even possible anymore because Remember that we have seen the ruins where Johnny Bananas stole what, like six hundred thousand dollars from Sarah, and then we've seen where uh, Ashley stole a million dollars from Hunter. Like there is no trust anymore when you come to that finish line. Like whoever's name is on the check is who's gonna. I I think that MTV has kind of purposely done that now, so that the challengers no longer make deals at the end to split the money with each other. Like no. We have already signed a contract saying that I'm going to, to, at the end of the day, take this money away from you. I think that Ashley taking the money from Hunter, I think that was justified because of what Hunter said and did to her throughout that entire season. He really messed with her. He should have left her alone. However, with Johnny and Sarah, they sat down and talked. And Sarah's not going to be on the challenge anymore. She's, she said that she won't go on the challenge anymore. And Sarah's is great. Sarah's like CT. She's good physically. She's good mentally. You throw anything at this woman and she will beast this shit. If you don't know who Sarah Rice is, go look at her YouTube videos of past challenges. She's amazing. When she, when Johnny said, I'm going to take the money and run Teach, that, I felt the pain and I was just like, but y'all sat down and talked. You told her it was okay. Yeah. You said it was fine. And, you know, you shook, y- 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 y'all hooked it out. Why do like Sarah really pulled through? Sarah really pushed through. And I get it, you know, that previous season or two before, I think it was like exes, and she sent at the end, she sent him in, and Jordan was like, I don't want to sit him in. She's like, Well, that's what I want, and that's what's going to happen. I get that, but get her back with something small, not the whole you helped me throughout this entire thing. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you where you're at. That was not cool. And that's I think that's my that might be like one of the reasons why Sarah's like I'm not coming back. You know that and my mental health. But like it sucks because she was just so good. You know. Yeah, I love Sarah, so and I think that's the problem with with people like her though. Like she's a person of her word, and she genuinely trusted Johnny Bananas at his word, and it was just completely emotionally crushing to think that. I trusted you and I would not have done you this dirty and you just stole so much money. You stole so many commas from me just now. Like, Ugh, Ridiculous. I don't, I actually can't watch that season anymore because of that. Like that, that I can't watch it at all just because I'm like, I already know it's going to happen. It just makes me upset all over again <sighs> because we, we lost her. We lost Sarah. And I don't think she'll go to the OG season either. I think she's just like, Complete on reality TV. I think she's a, a therapist or a psychologist now. In particular, she helps people who are on reality TV with their mental health. You know, oh, really? So, that, yeah, that all I, makes I sense. I follow her on Instagram because um, she was talking about that before. And I'm like, well, you know, at least she's helping people who need it. You know what I mean? And she's still doing physical stuff. Like, and she's still she's still a badass. She's in great shape. She looks amazing. It just it just sucks. But, yeah, and um, she was like one of those really cool down to earth people that that I would be like, yes, Sarah, let's go get a drink. Like, let's let's go have a uh, brunch or something on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, okay, so like back to this challenge. So cut. So um, they're in a deliberation room, and you know, Josh does this whole little speech of uh, Kells. You know, uh, you've been walking around making deals with everybody, and the the cameraman kudos to the cameraman because the cameraman just like zoned it on Kel's face and Kel's like I would fuck you up right now if I wouldn't get kicked <laughs> off the show I would put my hands on you if I wouldn't get kicked off the show right now and he's like you're making deals with everybody with veterans with rookies you're getting this whole like, rookie alliance and Kel's is like yeah so uh who I make deals with I'm not gonna call anybody out right now but you know you know who you made the deals with okay, they know so who they are just look around the room CT Nani uh Corey De- Nelson no not me not me and he's like okay so and I really was hoping that you know the rookies would have came through for Kells that was the one thing that pissed me was. off that like the rookies clearly don't know the show well enough to have been like first off they should have gone into that deliberation already with a game plan, knowing who they were going to nominate. Clearly, they, that did not happen. Because even if the veterans had targeted Kales, the rookies should have already had who they were going to have in line. And it wouldn't have mattered because they had the numbers at that point, you know? They definitely had the numbers. It wouldn't have, it would have been a problem. So, And then second bothered. off, when they saw the coup happening, they should have, like... Heads started should have started turning. Eyes should have started getting big, and then heads should have started nodding toward. Hey, they're trying to throw our boy in. Who are we going to pick instead? Because clearly, like the way that the rookie screens were lighting up when they were voting, they are not united at all in their decision. But on the veterans, on the other hand, when you saw their screens lighting up and who they were uh, picking, damn near every single veteran team picked Kells and um, what, what was his partner's name? Like Tori? No, uh, Tracy. Tracy, I knew it started with a T. She wasn't yeah. on the show long enough for me to remember. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, she I mean she seems sweet. She, I think she, yeah, she seems sweet. But um yeah, so like and then like when we got to the, you know, the actual elimination floor and uh, you know, they call down Kells and call down Tracy and to go against they they pick Emmy and Ed. I understand why they pick Ed. It's like, oh, it's easy, you just got in the house, this is an easy throwaway guy. But with the Emmy thing, it was like, hmm, what made you think of Emmy? That that I that was kind of Emmy. 
I, I don't think Amy was random at all, because like I said before, so on the very first day, you've already flipped on your first alliance and you're siding with the veterans now. You cannot be trusted. Like, okay, 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 that word. I every every season since the dawn of the challenge. Oh, so and so can be trusted. None of y'all motherfuckers can be trusted. Y'all are all out here for a million dollars. Of course, you can't trust someone unless they are your true close friend outside of this house when the cameras are off. Truly. But I can't ever get to that point with you if you're gonna flip on me on the first day. Like you I gotta. Can't. You know, like, l- l- wait a couple of weeks before you decide to start flipping and making big moves like that. Because in my opinion, that was a huge move. And the way that she did it, too, during the deliberation, like, she put a big old bullseye on her back. And I would not be surprised if they try and throw her in every time. And I was a little upset that Ed went in because I like Ed and I liked Kells during his deliberation. And so it was like, I wanted to get to see the two of them work together. Yeah, I think they, pro- they probably would have banded together. They probably would have ran a final together. Like, hey, you know, you got my back. I got your back. We're both rookies. You know, we don't know. We don't any veterans anything. If anything, it's screw all veterans, rookie all day. That would make yeah, more sense. That, that was a very smart move by the veterans because they did get out a, a big person that was going to be a challenge for them. But at the same time, they got to see Ed's real skills and – I, I think Ed is going to end up seeing a lot of elimination challenges, and I think he's going to end up winning a lot of them. I think so, but the whole, like, engineering thing with this challenge, I'm like, engineering has nothing to do with figuring out this, like, grade school puzzle. Uh, like well, it, well uh, a lot of engineering classes, they do puzzles and stuff, and they try to do, like, 3D puzzles, and the challenge does a lot of giant 3D puzzles. So I think... I think his puzzle building skills are going to be really beneficial, like especially in a final if he gets that far. And then just he looks like a very muscular dude to me. I think no, other he is he definitely. I think other guys him. might be sleeping on him because he's shorter, but dude is as as wide as he is short. Like he is a big dude. No, he's a big dude. But the puzzle. Okay, so the pu- why I'm saying this puzzle is is literally a grade school puzzle is because there's only drawings on one side, not like they've done puzzles before where there's things on like all, it's a cube. It's not like things on all the cube. It's one part has a picture on it. The other parts don't, they're all just black. So that's why I'm like, this is an easy puzzle of when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this clearly looks like pieces. Like when it was on the ground, they're picking up the magnet. It looks like pieces of a map. And when Devin was like, Ed, it's a map. It's like, I know that like, I'm not dumb, Devin. Jesus Christ. I know I'm big and I sound country, but I'm not a dumbass. Like I, yeah, easy to get, you know what I mean? Um, I think where they messed up, where Kels and Tracy messed up is that like Emmy and Ed had a nice rhythm and they communicated so well. I mean, like so well together and they've never, you know, really did that. They did that other challenge, but like they did so well with this elimination one versus uh, Kels and Tracy and Kells, you know, he was, I get that he was upset, but he didn't talk to his partner in the way that she needed, as well as Tracy kept messing up because instead of pulling, pulling the rope, she kept pulling where the magnet actually connected mm-hmm. too early. And it kept and knocking she, her puzzle piece off every time she tried yes, to grab it. And I was like, Tracy, get it together, girl. I don't want Kells to be out, you know? But then I'm like, mm, I like Ed too. This sucks. But, yeah, that was a, it was a hard elimination to watch because I wanted both of the guys to win. I wanted both of the guys to win. I didn't really care which girl won. It didn't really matter to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I just wish it would have been a little bit different. I wish those two didn't go against each other. But it was a smart choice for the veterans because you want to get these. I, I think, I think truly, 
I don't think it was just because Ed was new. I think they when it, Ed messed up by saying engineering and saying he's Ivy League, he should have kept that a secret and been like, oh yeah, low key, I'm smart. As they see him in a competition, you know what I mean. Instead of him just yeah. letting everybody know. I well, and now that they have seen him during that elimination, I feel like we are going to see Ed in a lot more eliminations. Yeah, I hope that he doesn't. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think that he's going to be in a lot more eliminations and it's just going to come down to a matter of luck at some point where somebody else just gets lucky and beats him because I think he has the skill to go all the way to the end. Because you know what I was thinking? I honestly think, thought that Betsy was going to either choose CT or he's going to choose um, Corey L again. But the thing with CT is, look at CT and Kels. Nothing against Kels. I don't. I just don't think that he would have won against CT. But you never know. He could have won against CT and something like this. Is it's one of those. It's kind of a game of chance kind of thing. But I think- just seeing the way that he reacted uh, when he was going up against Ed, like Kels lost his cool, and I think CT would have kept his cool like Ed. I think if it had yes. been a CT and um, and Berna or Berta versus uh, Ed and Emmy that one would have come down to the wire. It would have been seconds, I bet. Yeah, but I I, I feel like they're going to do like they did with Jay his first season of just keep putting him in elimination after elimination. Exactly. Like, they're with yeah. Emmy because Emmy in the Super Trailer, she was in another, there's another elimination that she's going to be in and she like falls to her knees and she's crying. So I don't know if that means she wins or she loses, but she's going to be in at least one more elimination. I know that for, I think that for a fact, just from that trailer itself. Um, yeah, but it just sucks that we lost Kells. I hope that he comes back next season because he looks like a really good competitor. I wish we had to see a little bit more out of him, you know. Yeah, for sure. Early, but um, yeah. Then the new teams that we get after Ed and Emmy win, they decide to you know not stay together anymore, and we get Ed stole Tori from Corey L, and Emmy stole Devin from Mitchell. Which I understand why Ed took Tori because Tori's a veteran, she has a good political game, <laughs> and she's really good physically. Um, I understand why Emmy sold Devin because Emmy's like, I know I'm strong, but I'm not really good with the brains department of this, of this challenge. I need help with it. Mm-hmm. So I get that. It well, and so- one smart thing about the way that they matched up like that, the fact that Emmy and Ed are both rookies by picking a veteran for each of them, that reduces the risk of them becoming the house vote the next time because the house is not going to vote a veteran rookie team. They're going to try and vote a rookie rookie team. So yep. they're, They've reduced their risk of having to go in again. But the unfortunate thing is, I feel like because the, um, what is it called when the the winners, what are they being referred to as? The agency. The agency. So the agency gets to split up a team. So I feel like every chance they get, the agency is going to choose Ed as their male vote. They might. They might. I think it's going to be Ed, between Ed and Coriel right now because there's oh, yeah. how they're competing. Um, and Emmanuel, Emmanuel with with uh with Casey, he's good too. And so was Logan. They just couldn't use Logan the first time because he won, which I was surprised. Like I know Anissa and Logan are teammates, but if you vote in Logan, you're not voting in Anissa because it's a separate thing. So if you were mm-hmm. like, what Bessie could have done was vote in Logan too. So I think it should have been, hey Ed, I don't know nothing about you yet, but I know for a fact Logan's calm and what he needs to be and he's really good physically i want him out and he was on survivor i want him out i know he's good it was stuff like this and he beat me in a food competition ed you come from a love show i have no idea what you got in the tank but i can wait until the next time to come get you he should have put logan in 
That's what yeah. Realistically, like if they if the veterans were playing a smart game and not just like randomly and arbitrarily picking rookies to go after, they really need to get all those survivor rookies because survivor is a much harder show than the challenge survivor. They don't have alcohol. They don't have phone calls from loved ones. They have to build their own shelter. Like those survivor cats, they are not rookies. (laughs) Survivor is really hardcore. Like people ask, would you be on this show or that show? Would you be on survivor? I would not be on survivor. I'd rather be on big brother than survivor. And I don't like big brother. Like I I, I would like to try survivor, but like I'm aware that like the mental toughness that would have to happen from eating nothing but rice and like fish that you've caught for three months and then having to go and do physical challenges. Like I, I am very impressed by all the survivor cats. I mean, you'll come out with an amazing body, you know, <laughs> you'll, you'll leave her good and come back. <laughs> you mean an emaciated body? Cause that's anorexia. I mean, by the time they, they film the reunion, you'll be back to like, you know, this looking like this damn good, you know, so it's okay. <laughs> look at Michaela, Michaela's good. Michelle's good. Like, Starve to death for three months. That's the new diet trend. Yeah, shoot, it probably it probably will be, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this season. Um, as far as guesses for who will be in the final, I'm always gonna say CT because CT mm-hmm. can just you know can do that. Huh? I said he can have my babies. <laughs> CT can have my babies too, and <laughs> CT and Derek. Um, but as far as okay, bets I think might get to the end. I think CT will get to the end. I'm always rooting for Anissa. Okay, I think Anissa might be able to do it because she got so close last season and didn't get to get in. And maybe Devin, I think Devin might be able to get into the final. I want to see Devin in the final. I really want to see him in the final. I don't think Nani's going to get to the final. I don't think Amanda's going to get to the final. I just have a feeling that they're not. I don't think Josh will um, either. The rookies, I'm not sure yet. I'm I'm actually a female rookies. I'm, I'm rooting for Berna. Berna looks like a really good competitor. Yeah. And and Coriel, because Coriel came at the gate strong. So I'm, I think, I'm looking at those two for rookies to be, and Ed, for rookies yeah, to be Ed. in the final. And Emmy is she learns how to do her political talk a little bit better, her politicking, because she's a little bit sporadic right now, doesn't know what to do. Um, but she's gonna do some groundwork with those rookies because she kind of already messed up. So we it's definitely see. gonna be an interesting season. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for who might win the fi- who might make it to the final? I don't have any predictions of who will make it. I know who won't make it though. Like with Ashley's <laughs> Ashley's current personality, like the way that she is is getting chaotic and losing control. I don't think that she's going to make it to the final. Same thing with Emmy. Like if she cannot figure out how to get herself settled down and stay focused on the task at hand, I don't think she's going to make it. I don't want to see Josh in the final. Like I have no desire for that. Go home. Like I'm already. We're two seasons in, or two episodes in, and I'm already tired of watching him. Um, I don't think Josh will. Okay, so I think Josh. If Josh and Fessy do what CT did years ago and just take some time off the challenge, you know, get more into it yourself, work on your mental, work on your physical, really try and then come back. I think they like humble yourself. Like when CT came back, he was like, hey, I was a hothead. I thought my shit didn't stink. I, you know, did some growing 
and I'm here now, you know, and like he really showed showed out, you know, and I think that's what I like about CT. He could acknowledge when he does something wrong or when he needs to like, re- like you know, revamp himself and come back. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I look forward to the day where CT joins the OG cast over on Paramount because it would be great to see him with those people again. And maybe they'll bring back Adam because, you know, him and Adam are cool now. So yeah, it'd be cool to see too because the OG house just like, it's just more, it was just more calm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we're here to compete, but we want to have fun as well too. So that one was really interesting. I'm looking forward to this new season coming up of the OG uh, show. So we shall see. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, it's going to be very interesting. Because um, th- this season is 19 episodes. So I feel like that's shorter than it's been previously. Let's look this up real quick. Because I think the longest one was like 22 episodes. Let's see. So I'm oh, see, I thought 22 was the average. Was is twenty to the average? Okay, let's look up the challenge. I'm looking up on my nifty uh, IMDb app. Everybody should have IMDb. It's amazing. Okay, so oh, the next episode's on my birthday. Oh, yay! Okay, so <laughs> let's see. There has been five hundred and seventy-six episodes of the challenge. So Sweet Jesus, the first season was only five episodes. So, but the first know. season was in like 1994. No, it was in 98. The same year. I don't remember what I was doing in either of those years. It's the same. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this season is 19. Last season was 21, including the reunion. But taking oh, really? the reunion out, it was 18, 19 episodes. Okay, so 19 is, is not that short then. No. Yeah, because Total Madness was 16 episodes. I think it just depends on the content they have. Because for for me, the perfect episode of the challenge is, okay, Little Dash and what's going on in the house and some house drama, okay? I want to see the daily. I want to see the liberation. I want to see the elimination. And then that's it. I don't like these cliffhanger episodes and I yeah. got to wait until next week to know who's eliminated. Show me now. Why do well, I have to wait? And don't be showing me somebody's ankles and then cutting the screen. You show me their face. I want, I want to see the face or the helmet. I'm going to go back and freeze frame it. I'm, a, I'm going to decipher this episode to see what I need to see. Don't think I won't try it. Um, Rewinding like 84 times and pausing the screen like frame by frame trying to figure out who, who this what? person is. <laughs> always. That is always me. So there's this YouTuber. I sent you that link, but there's a YouTuber I watch. His uh, YouTube channel is called Angel Kick Entertainment. And he does these really, really amazing breakdowns of the challenge episodes. He, I think he does like two or three a week, and they're just, they're very extensive. He has a really good knowledge of the challenge. He's been watching it since like forever as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he does that. Like he'll like I watch this trailer like five times. And I think that's CT because the arm is big and the head, and then like the helmet <laughs> has only a few letters. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I think it's CT as well. They um, have this tattoo that says. <laughs> No, that is me. I'm like freeze framing it, going frame by frame. Like I'm gonna figure this out. If I can't figure it out, I go on Instagram. I go to my little challenge blog things and try to figure it out on there. And I, I'm, I'm like, I have like an unhealthy obsession with the challenge. Uh, I don't think you know what healthy means, but okay. No, I said, I said unhealthy. I said unhealthy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I admit, I admit. You're, my not, you're not using that word the way that you think you should no, be. No, it's it's totally unhealthy because like. I listen to just about every podcast of the challenge. I watch the after show. I watch a few YouTubers who cover the challenge that they're paid their 
YouTubers are dedicated just to the challenge. And I follow some challengers on Instagram. And I don't think I follow any of them on Twitter. But it's like, you know how like a guy would be like, oh, yeah, uh, I know all the stats of these basketball players or football players. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's a lot to know. That is me with challengers. I'm like, I know how many wins this person had or what. I'm like, that's it's an obsession. It's an obsession. I'm okay that I'm okay with. <laughs> it's, it's not slowing down anytime soon. Uh, well, Jamila, thank you for joining me on this recap of episode one and two of the challenge season 37 Spies, Lies, and Allies. Terrible name. Terrible name. It, it should have, if they said, if they said like the challenge global domination, that would have been dope. You know, like that would have been a little bit cooler. Um, but from what I've seen, most fans do not like the name. <laughs> but MD was like, we don't care, we're keeping it. Uh, with part yeah. So get over it. I'm, I'm going to complain for uh, 17 more episodes, so I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the name's like a tongue twister. It's definitely a tongue twister. Alrighty. Alrighty, um, same time next week. Same time next week. You know, the recap, the new episode. I look forward to it. I'm going to go rewatch the trailer. Because <laughs> I'm ready for next week already. I look forward to Wednesdays. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jamila. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of High Upper Reels. Like I said, this will be a little mini series within the podcast itself. I'll still be posting about uh, movies and TV shows in general. I still have some movies to catch up on. Um, I've been in the process of moving and is everything's finalized and I'm in the apartment now. So I will definitely be putting out more episodes. Be trying to put uh, at least two out a week so that I can cover all these movies and shows that are coming out. Cause there's been a lot and I've just been bunkering down watching them. So I'm just going through figuring out which ones I want to talk about first. So stay tuned. <laughs>